Welcome to the Star Found Podcast, an actual play podcast of the tabletop role-playing game Starfinder by the lovely people at Paizo. Now, some of you may know Starfinder and its cousin D&D and may know exactly what I'm talking about. And some of you may be totally in the dark. Don't worry, I'm here to fill you in. A tabletop role-playing game mixes the boundaries between long-form improvisation and board games. And what this means is that a group of friends sit around a table and collaboratively tell a story, the outcome of which is decided by rolls on a 20-sided die that's modified by the character's abilities and skills. Now, several of these friends are the players, and they have made characters that are the heroes of the story. Meanwhile, one friend takes on the role of the Game Master, who is sort of the arbiter of the game. They play, but they are also directing the action, you might say. So as the game plays out, if a player wants their character to shoot a laser blaster to hit the target of their bounty in the knee, there are mechanics for that. Or if the heroes need to get into a factory that's producing an army of war robots, they might choose to disguise themselves, or they might try to talk their way in, or they might have some other way of doing it and we talk it out together. We are recording this second season of Starfound live on twitch.tv slash hearthsingergames every Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So go give us a follow right now. The first season is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud now, as well as on our YouTube page. So go get caught up. Give us follows, likes, and where you can, write positive or constructive comments. It really helps to get our podcast into the hands of more listeners. New episodes will be released every Wednesday evening, but if you just can't wait that long, head over to patreon.com slash starfoundpod and consider pledging at least $5 to get access to the video a whole week earlier, as well as some other sweet patron-only rewards, including private streams and polls that affect the story of the podcast. Now let's meet some of these mooks, our mostly fearless Starfinders. I'm Anne Richmond, and I play Amaruk Yuka, Vlaka Solarian, First Claw of Clan Yuka, and Emotional Support Captain for the crew of the Kingfisher. I'm Helena Anderson, and I play Jaleskia, a very clumsy Kasathan mystic zoologist, and I believe in the pursuit of knowledge and friendship. Friendship is good, too. Hi, my name is Parker Wallace, and I play Caster 9, android mechanic and pilot of the Kingfisher. Happy to be of service. Hi, I'm Dexter Warren, and I play Jabberwocky, a skittermander technomancer. I'm a magical boy tech whiz with a love of stories and shinies. Now sit back, strap in, or at least hold on to something. Let's get Starfound. The last time on Starfound. You all had descended into the city of Sky to find the new king sitting on the throne of Sky. Um, and you also came into a very close encounter with two strange beings, one of whom was entirely shadow and the other of whom was the animated fossil of a species of extinct megafauna. Mm -hmm. A massive 
sneasel, as we've come to call it, a snake weasel. Um, it's just great when you say it so seriously. Really is, isn't it? <laughs> also, Pokemon Company, do not at us. Oh God! It's spelled differently. Yeah, it's spelled different. Extra Z's. Um, so you emerged back up into the sky of sky. This name is getting increasingly confusing. The sky of the planet of the moon of Machul 3 in order to discover that some things had changed around the world. Um, there were these strange monoliths that had erupted out of the ground, and it seems like there are more gigantic creatures other than just the Sneasel that are wandering. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing that <clears throat> is really, really important is that you, well, uh, 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 Dex and Parker, Jabby and Caster, managed to obtain a uh, digital map of a bunch of the dwarves' mines that they had made, mm -hmm. right? Now, clearly, the dwarves haven't mined all of the cracks and crevices underneath the City of Sky, because you found out from your um, Nolwawa friends, the, the small gnolls, um, that they found a different way into Sky themselves. Um, however, Mark is currently at work decoding and putting together, like, an, uh, an effective map of this under underground maze. Um, mm -hmm. did I hear? I heard a breath in to speak. That's okay. Oh, I was trying to quietly burp uh, without disturbing you, and I see I did not succeed. <laughs> not one of Honesty. I do have something friends. to say, though, that I think I'm was important. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's this. Uh, one of the other things that we found out, which is why this, one of the reasons why I feel like this map is going to be so potentially important, is that Caster has a new ability where they can find anyone they know on a planet that we are actively on. And I had them search for traces of their friend uh, who we had accidentally enabled to... I, I don't want to say elevate themselves to godhood, but take some kind of uh, divine, perhaps evil power that probably wasn't great for them to have uh, and uh, is also on this planet. But even though we know where they've been uh, currently, it's kind of hard for us to get there if we don't have a map of the underground mm -hmm. tunnels. Yeah, because they're somewhere yeah. kind of blinking in and out deep, deep in a liminal, underground. liminal space. Yeah. There it is. Nice word. Mm. Liminal is one of the better words in the yeah. English vocabulary. It really is. Yeah. So while you all, well, while Mark compiled these, uh, this data into a usable map, you all had headed off to one of the points on the map that had been pointed out by as Mark mm. by Mark as something that had changed significantly, right? Yeah. Um, in the eastern hemisphere of this planet which is primarily a desert planet, there is a sea. A sort of smallish sea. It's similar mm -hmm. in size to the Black Sea on our world. Um, but geographically, it's much more interesting with islands floating in the middle of it, a few crystalline forests emerging out of those islands and surrounding the northern edge in particular. Um, and this sea itself is... Uh, it's not your typical sea. 
is filled with this mark has termed it hyperbrine this deeply salty magically charged almost kind of a slush right and the sea itself is riddled around the outside of it with various different ruins now at the northern edge next to these um in fact, you're, you were right about the salt flats. We were having an argument about what salt flats were earlier. <laughs> Next to a massive salt flat that leads out for miles and miles and miles to the north, there is a some kind of an industrial plant. And you're picking up uh, uh, some kind of huge, huge life form just offshore in this area. But the plant itself may have some kind of, I mean, some kind of worth, some kind of hope for you. You don't really know. You're trying to, I don't know what your intention is, right? Well, really. I think, uh, I think we should decide what that is going to be. Do we want to go down there and observe what we find? Or do we want to maybe, um, really can't find this accent today. It's going to happen eventually, I think. Um, <laughs> Or do we want to uh, try to uh, go straight in balls deep and just kill it? I think that we should observe before we kill. Uh, yes. In this case, especially since we're not really sure what this entity is. Yes, I think we want to know what the behavior is of these potential shadow creatures. I mean, I'm making broad strokes assumptions. It's kind of my thing, but uh, it, it could be another <laughs> Sneasel type situation. Sneasel 2.0. More information is your friend. Agree. Fantastic. Cool. So the Kingfisher whips across the sands and eventually emerges over the uh, the glowing, pulsating energy of the hyperbrine, which kind of, uh, e even in the daylight above you, <clears throat> has this kind of light glow to it, right? Um, Mark's estimation... You know what? Why don't you run me a computer's check, Jabby? Okay. Let's see what you know about this. And can I do mm -hmm. a, kind of a mystic check, kind of like we did at the Sneasel, to see kind of what, yeah. I guess, energies yeah, are I'm there? Yeah, totally into that. 23. I rolled low. That is... Jesus, that how? What number did you? What was your natural number, Dex? Three. Got a twenty. Thirty. Y'all yeah. are unstoppable. Um. Okay. So the hyperbrine. It notes out. Um. It has a an algae that grows into inside of it right and like around it and it's it's the algae itself is is definitely some kind of it has it's it's magically charged i keep on saying that but it's a it's a magical beast right that has like uh clearly has magical properties inside of it um <clears throat> now the algae itself it lets off pulses of magical energy that is not dissimilar to like distant distant radiation of a star right 
Cool. So there's like a lot of energy kind of coming out of it. And specifically like in terms of in terms of schools of magic, it is uh evocation. Awesome. Yeah. Um so when you Yeah. Uh when you said that it radiates like a star, uh is it actual radiation? It is, but it's not um how do I put this? Um, in terms of mm, the magical science that we're dealing with, right? It should not yeah. be harmful or rearrange or destroy your cells. Okay. Great. So it's great, excellent. Yeah. Well, so, so Kia, Kia, learning this is like she like runs back to her lab and like gets yeah. a little like remember sea monkeys like kind of a sea yeah. monkey tank. Yeah. Um, and it actually is. It's called Space Monkeys. Uh, and, and she <laughs> kind of like wrong. dumps out the dead brine shrimp that were in there. Um, <laughs> and comes out, like cleans it really quickly with some Clorox and like comes out with it. Yeah. Get the Ajax. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kia. With so much time on her hands and so many arms. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Amaruk is really just like, up at the the front just looking out um we'll say like the viewfinder of the of the ship uh, just kind of like uh very activated like dog ears mm -hmm. kind of like listening looking feeling uh that thing they do where they they like breathe in really quick like they just saw <laughs> something but they didn't quite see it uh just looking for whatever this thing is absolutely um so as, as as you get closer, the uh, the energy from the hyperbrine begins to kind of scramble your sensors, mm. right? And getting a clear fix on where exactly this thing is is um, very very difficult for all of you. So, uh, however, as you approach this northern end, right, um, rising over the horizon is this massive, massive. It looks like a factory, some kind of a plant. These huge pipes and these tubes mm -hmm. of, of um, some kind of hyper light, but very dense carbon steel stretches deep, deep down into the brine below. Um, <clears throat> and you can you can see that it's like this. This it's part of it is like massively tall, and these huge silos kind of like stick out of the ground on the far side on the uh, on the far side of the of the hyperbrine from you um and this chaotic mess of tubes and mechanisms kind of extends out from there leading deep into the brine are they moving at all like does it seem active at all or they're they are not moving at all okay but okay. Um, how can I ask this better? Did it does it seem like this is an actively used place, or is it just too hard to tell right now because um, our scr sensors are scrambled? From what Mark can tell, it is not right. But okay. as you approach and and ask about it, <clears throat> Mark says, "Well, it might be a good place to hide if this thing is as large as the Sneasel and potentially more aggressive." Good to right. know. <laughs> well, should we try to land our ship over by it? Sounds reasonable. Take us in, Caster, please. Can do. 
What sound? I just question came into my head. What sound does the kingfisher make? Yeah. <laughs> it's not canon. N none it's of like... those. <laughs> it just screams as it's land. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like Parker's. Great. Yeah. Parker's I like. Let's go with that one. one. <laughs> like I imagine it's very, it's very quiet. Like it's not, it, it's not. I don't think it's a very ch chunky, like ch shit. Like. A, mm -hmm. It's either like, like really, really quiet, or it's like, it's like a pocket rocket with no muffler because they didn't have space for it, and it's just like super loud and super because like ninety five like percent of it is engine. I feel like yeah. we, I feel like we are. I like I like Parker's idea just simply because mm -hmm. we have this whole new like magical imbued reactor that mm -hmm. we just put in. Like everything we got is brand new, state of the art. Starship operations manual <laughs> shit. And it's made um, of star metal now, and like what's yeah. gonna be more aerodynamic than star and metal? Star metal. And Miles, what I'm telling you is I need this because I'll never be able to afford a fancy car. So <laughs> I need this. So <laughs> please don't fight us on wanting a fancy ship. Beautiful. It is a fancy ship. It absolutely is it's a fancy, so fancy ship. It's just got that big engine. Great. So it zips over the hyperbrine and settles down into this kind of pocket between a bunch of different tubes and tunnels um, that stretch over and under and around it. Um, so you guys disembark, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she'll kind of like poke out mm -hmm. first because if anything jumps out, she can, she's pretty confident she can take it. Uh, it's attention at the very least. Absolutely. So you you find your way out to out out of the ship, and you <sighs> rust has covered a m bunch of these mechanisms, right? And deeper mm -hmm. in, you can see that the like the chaos of tubes splits off and gets increasingly more and more complex as it approaches these massive vats, right? That are further inland. Um, and it's hard to tell. Well, and you know what? Make me an engineering check from hell. <laughs> all right. Do we want to do? All right. Do you and me, Hello? Dex? Do you want to do an uh, assist? Yeah, I can assist. Sure. Uh, what's Listen, your? I got um, a four. Eighteen for me. You have succeeded assist and at assisting. Assist. Uh, yeah, I rolled high enough for it. Oh, great. 18 and 19 together. Great. What's your total, Parker? With the assist. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, three plus... We're, we're on threes 20. tonight. It's a night full of threes. 23. 23. All right. Yeah, you have no idea what this did. Ooh. Okay. No idea, which is like deeply mystifying, right? As someone who has seen massive amounts of different mechanisms, who has seen like all the junk of Akaton, right? You know what most things do. You have no clue. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. um, 
or rather describe uh, a situation. You tell me how it goes. Um, so <laughs> Amaruk is going to uh, take out her her ear uh, her earbuds. I mean, they're not earbuds. They're her assisted hearing devices. Um, and she knows this thing is big because when we were back at the stronghold, what we saw was so big that it caused an earthquake. So she's going to take them out and then use her blind sight, Toph Beifong style, to try and feel, if she can, where this thing is. I, I delight in that. Um, why don't you roll me a perception check? Mm -hmm. And do I have any other clues to give you? That cool action it took. Mm -hmm. Not right now. Normal. Super excited to Do see Do I get any goes. bonuses for blind sight? No. No. You just get to roll okay. in the first place. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just making sure that I have everything on here. Yeah, no, I really I really am not great at this. It's just I always ask to do it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Normal. Character choice. Isn't that the way of it? Yeah. All right. 14. Um, You can't detect anything from where you are, but yeah. you do feel that there are things around you. Um, Other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, How big? And where? They, none of them seem very big right now, but all of them are coming from one of the pipes that's like just to your uh, your planetary east. Um, and you begin to you you begin to like walk over there, inserting one of your mm -hmm. your earbuds back in, right? Yeah. So it clicks back into its yeah. little cybernetic implant in your head. Perfect. And um. As you get a bit, little bit closer, you see that the bottom of one of these pipes has has fractured in the however many years it's been since this thing operated, uh -huh. and spilling out of it. At first, it looks like it looks like this kind of uh, mercury is like falling out of it. But as you get closer, you see that it's these angular, boxed, fractal crystals that have formed spilling out of the bottom of it like kind of like watching watching uh watching <laughs> watching something bleed in like on SNES right it looks right. almost pixelated as it falls out but the color is is like magpie feathers this like mm -hmm. sheen of reflective rain subtle rainbow on black um and on top of it, these very long-legged insects with these, like, long kind of daddy long-leg size in uh, uh, legs and these, like, two ten tentacular uh, mouth hooks. Tentacular, spectacular mouth hooks are, like, feeding off of the crystal, pulling bits yeah. and pieces of them into their mouths. And every time they, they, they feed on one of them, there's, like, a little pulse that waves through them. So, I'd like to stealth. What was that? Could I stealth? Yeah. Just because you don't want to get... I don't understand the intention of this action. Is because you don't want to deal with the insects? Oh, are they not like big? I thought they were like big. No, no, no. They got long legs. Oh, they're actually legs. like daddy long leg size. Yeah, oh, they okay. are. They are smaller insects. The largest oh, of them okay. is probably the size of my hand, right? They're, they're rainbow brine bugs. Okay, that's fine. 
So, so as uh, Amaruk like took her earbud out or her uh, hearing device out, mm-hmm. um, Kia, you just hear like uh, galosh, 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 galosh. She's in her galoshes, <laughs> and she uh, goes and takes a sample of the algae, and then I, she like turns around and immediately like galosh, 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 and goes and takes a sample of uh, the same crystal and the bug. She wants a bug. Great, fantastic! You got a or you got two. a bug and a crystal, beautiful. Okay. And these are salt crystals. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Are they similar in structure to the crystals that we discovered on uh, in like the Sneasel area? Not at all. No. What? Um, physical science check. Tell us more. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Ooh. I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> ah! uh, okay, that plus where is my physical science? That's a total of thirty-four. Oh Ooh. snap! Yeah, cool. So clearly, something inside of these machines is changing the hyperbrine into something else. This crystal is. Um, deeply alchemically altered, right? And at one time, this may have been liquidated and flowing along, right? But also, Mm -hmm. the exposure to the air many, many years has caused something inside of there to grow this crystal that spreads out from underneath it. Um, Yeah. More time in a lab might reveal more information about it. Cool. Cool, cool. Does the building seem to be dwarven in make? Not at all. No. The tubes and pipes are made of, as you get a little bit closer and get your hands on them, they're made of alloys that you can't readily identify. Um, They don't look like they're... um, I mean, you are, (laughs) as you said earlier, a three gets you a 23, so it is not like a how do i put this i'm not i'm not a metalsmith so i don't know the word for this but uh iron is mined out of the ground and can be melted right steel is a combination of multiple different metals to create a single alloy that is more harder and and lighter than iron is right right so this is a combination alloy that has been carefully, carefully crafted from other things and is incredibly light and incredibly hard. Mm. Wow. So this might even be a pre-gap facility. Could very well be. Seems old. It's like nothing I've seen before. Oh, well, uh, if it is... Maybe we should go inside and see if it shares any uh, comparative, uh, I guess, features to the other pre-gap things we found. Um, She seems a little nervous, like, with the concept that, like, this could potentially connect more stuff. Um, Like, sure, let's go in there, but let's never do that, is kind of the attitude. (laughs) Yeah, her, her like tail like wags and then like almost begins tucking between her legs. Like Aww. she's just not excited. Uh and she says, Should we not try to get eyes on this other creature before we go inside, or do you think we should go inside first? 
How tall is the building? The vats are uh, about... Oh, God. How, how does height work? Um, they're about <laughs> 200, 300 feet high. Well, we could get an aerial view and maybe take a take a look, see what we can see from there. Uh, sure. It should uh, be nearby, right? I mean, that's the hope. Uh, she's like, offers a hand to Jabby. Mm-hmm. Hop on. That- yeah, two, ah. two sets of eyes better than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she... The big angelic wings unfold and flap down, and they go shooting up into right. the sky together. You guys don't together. need to walk places anymore. <laughs> what is this fucking game? <laughs> As Amaruk flies up, Kia like kind of glares up. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get really old. <laughs> Come on, Caster, <laughs> let's find some stairs. <laughs> All right. Great. On some stairs. So, I'm going to deal with our walkers first. Mm-hmm. Um, you begin to move through the tangle of, of the almost vine-like tangle of tubes and, and wiring, right? Um, and it's, it's not easy going because this place is a maze that was clearly never meant to walk through. Um... Right, like some kind of machinery or some drone must have maintained and taken care of all these things. Actually, make me a perception check. The bestia. Oh. Probably not me. I I just perceived on accident. Should I not you do are that roll? Okay. It's also so that you. is a twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. It's you. definitely okay. You. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Just checking. So as as you continue deeper in, right, you um, find half buried in the sand this uh, metallic shell of something. Um, it's like a little bit round, um, and it looks like it's made of the same pieces as the tubes and the piping, or the same the same material, right? But it doesn't share any familiar shapes. Um. I would like to try and unearth it. Right. It doesn't take too long for you to to, to pull it out, right? Um, The first thing that you notice is that there's two, like, very clearly, like, handholds on the back of it, right? Um, Well, less clearly, but uh, uh, you're smart enough to figure this out. They're less clearly because they're massive. They are about six inches thick right so whatever hand would have been holding this would have been huge right at first you think they're like protection bars but as you start to emerge this thing out which is like pretty sizable itself it's clear that like that was how you picked it up and placed it somewhere else the bottom of it is some kind of very very complicated magnetic repulsion device uh, Caster, I think this may belong to one of those giant people that we un- uh, encountered that one time that your friend went kind of, and she like <laughs> twirls her finger around her head. Yeah, that time. I remember that. So maybe this is a pre-gap facility. What do you think this does? It's magnetic. She like magnetic. shakes it. <laughs> <laughs> Careful with that thing. Oh, uh, do do you want to take a look? She hands it over. Okay. 
Oh gosh, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> That's okay. That's quite all right. Um, it, at the bottom of it has like is is flat, and it's clearly some kind of like repulsion, uh, uh repulsion propulsion. So it repulsor to make itself move. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Helena's face. Helena doesn't get it. So it magnetically magnetics. How do they work? How do they work? (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. So it 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 uses repulsion of 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 magnetic fields in order to keep itself aloft. Got it. And to keep itself moving forward. It has a I bunch of panels on the back of it, which, like, a couple of them are fallen off, and the bu- there's a bunch of articulating arms that are, like, dangling out of them. Um, you continue on, perhaps dragging the, the thing in tow. Are we going to keep it? Or are we going to leave it behind? I um, want to bring it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Obviously, I want to study. I mean, is there um, an on button? Can we just button smash it? I mean... Um, uh, can I make an engineering check to see? Why not? Yeah, go for it. All right, there I am. Am I an enabler? She thinks to herself. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. That is a 32. 32. Nice. Um, Yeah, sure, there's an on button. Great. It only, like, partially works, but it, like, floats up and kind of, like... Master, you did it! I guess I have the magic touch. I don't know. <laughs> totally. Can, can can it just follow us? Do we have to carry it? It doesn't want to follow you, but you have to like kick it in front of you, so it like Great. wobbles a little bit oh ahead of you, and then spots. He will definitely moving. kick it as we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It so, doesn't want to be kicked. So I kick it. it I wanna... kick it. <laughs> and I kick her, sir. Um. <laughs> okay, Bartok. Great. So up top, you get yeah, you two, Jabby and Amaruk. You land on top of one of these massive vats, right? Yep. And as you arrive, you can see that there's like a large. Well, large is the wrong word. A very long but very thin staircase that kind of leads up back and forth up the back of this thing. Um, There's also a fissure leading down the side of it where some weakness has has been exposed. Um, And it looks like there is uh, uh, glowing goo kind of just like dripping out of the side of it. Um... But up here at the top, I yeah, I need a perception check. Who's, okay. who's got the better perception check? I think it's probably Jamie. you. Plus seven. That's you. Yeah. All right. Here I go. Do you want to assist me? I would love to assist you. <laughs> Eighteen. So yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Plus two for the assist. All right, 23 altogether. Fantastic. Peering down, you can see... Um, well, I mean, peering over this entire structure, you see that it's like it all funnels back to these three vats, right? Yeah. 
Um, and similarly, there are um, there are fifteen tubes that lead deeper underneath the brine, way out in the darkness, or not in the darkness, way out on the edge of the uh, of the hyperbrine, right? Um, it looks like one of them on the the kind of left middle ish has just been absolutely torn apart by something. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you can see the shimmering of various different gems and crystals that have grown up out of that. Um, That's so cool. Kind of spiking out into the air. But as you. So, oh, yeah, sorry, go no, ahead. Please, I get, sorry. please. I'm much more interested in your question. Um, so, as we're up here observing all of this, can we tell how recent that damage was, both to the fissure? and to the uh, silo that you're, discuss you're telling us about? So the damage in order for crystals to have grown afterwards would have to have, have taken to have a, long time a ago. while ago, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you're looking for signs of the creature, though, right? Yeah. As your eyes drift left from that damage, you see that there is some massive indent over like about probably a football field's length away from the edge of this place right yeah. and it's like right on the edge of the hyperbrine right where the mm -hmm. the the salt flats reach this edge and then tumble off into the deeps below and that is where this imprint has set and settled um what did, what was your total again was it 27 23. 23. Um, sure, it's 27. Why not? It seems to have two curves to it. Almost hoof-like. But ahead of it, you can see at least one finger. Okay. <laughs> the faces. The faces. Let me I just be very clear. You're talking about a footprint. Looks like it. Okay. Great. But I hoof. was because for, for a second I was like the creature just is a set of giant hooves with just a finger sticking out of them, and I hated that. Um. So now <laughs> this makes so? more sense. What if I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoof monster. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, Here man. we are. Chaos. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Um, she, she looks at that and then kind of, uh, huffs a little bit and says, I feel like, I feel like we need Kia for this. Yeah, it just looks like a big old pit to me. Can you maybe go, uh, take a little bit of a look with one of your, uh, drones, send it out there, get some footage, and then we'll show it to her so we don't have to risk going out into the open to see? Gimbal! Uh, yes. and I launch Gimbal from my back and it uh, zooms over. <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> and let's uh, see see what he what what do we see? Fantastic. So Gimbal zips over across the darkness, and why do I keep on saying darkness? It's gonna get dark sooner or later. I don't know, man. But right now it's bright. It's Daytime. sunny out. It's the desert. It's in fact very very hot as well. Um, 
<laughs> so it zips forward across this uh i guess the 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 plant itself is dark right across the the shadows of the plant and out into the 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 open salt flats ahead um and this like crusty cracked ground um and eventually hovers over top of this feature do you have like live feed to yeah Oh, sorry. I just wanted to welcome DJ Spin Cycle to the Baby Bards, who welcome. has given us a follow. Welcome. Thanks for the follow, welcome. Spin Cycle. Uh, as far as a live feed, we haven't specified, but I imagined with the whole, like, warging into the drones kind of thing, sensing, mm -hmm. being able to see through their sensors. Makes sense to me. Um, so you... <laughs> the edges of it are have begun to, like, depress, suggesting that this happened at least, like, an hour ago, though it's hard to tell how quickly the hyperbrine manages to erode footprints, right? Most of it is underneath it, and it looks like it was... Uh, make a sense motive check. Oh, okay. Uh, hour ago. From my notes. <laughs> That's not a do. That's an eight. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's just one print, right? And there's like the, mm. the, the finger looking kind of like long print is off to the side and kind of looks uh, almost accidental. Um, but it yeah. is deep. And from edge to edge, uh, horizontally, the print is about 15 meters. Oh, okay. the less less mm. the the shorter length of it is about um is about six meters. Can you compare what that is to like Ooh. a real life object or building that I would know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so a a sword, right? A broadsword yeah. is about a meter. Oh, okay. So it's fifteen of those laid Swords on its edge. Across, yeah. yeah. That's actually like a great unit of measure for me. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Wow. <laughs> so we use golden retrievers and swords to measure in Starcraft. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hundo P. Swords um, and trees. That's very big, she says. Yeah. <laughs> you see his ears just kind of like flatten against his head. Like, um, well, it's about 15 by 16 meters, and that's very large and was about an hour ago. So. I think. Uh, I think if we are going to face that thing or any of these things, we might have to do it in the Kingfisher. Yeah, I would like to not be close to this thing ever. No, I mean, I don't want to, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. some things, sometimes you find wrong things that must be made right. Hmm. Well, there's well, a lot of wrong on this planet. Uh, well, uh, let's not sell it short, okay? Let's find our friends. Mm. And Gimbal. she begins kind of just like uh, looking down that staircase back and forth for any sign of Kia and Castor making their Absolutely. way Absolutely. And by this time, you guys have just like started to reach the bottom of it and you're making your way up, Kia and Castor. Yeah. Um, you've heard little scrabblings. Uh, something larger is moving around inside of this place not not larger like the big thing larger but larger than the little insects right mm -hmm. um you get the feeling that you've been watched by it but it's very very careful mm -hmm. it's very very small 
uh, or very, very stealthy. Hard to tell exactly how large it is, but you make your it's way... It's both large and small, but not that large, and yet not that small. God Medium. damn it. <laughs> it's dark out. It's not dark. It... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we have all been there, my friend. Being like, Sorry, you yeah. look out over a, a vast expanse. How much expanse is it? Uh, I don't a know. A one. single like football feet. field? I don't know. It's like 30 feet? <laughs> Yeah. You you look over on my map. <laughs> you look over the giant campfire. How big is it? I don't know. It's a campfire there like a hundred feet away from you. You're like, that's a bonfire like the size of a fucking piazza. It's really hard. I have a hard the time the light in the piazza. The uh tiny sweet and then it grows and then it fills the air. Uh but here's the thing is who knows what you call it, but it's there. No, I have a really hard time. Do you guys have such a hard time picturing how big things are? Oh, Sometimes, yeah. Depends on the I place. Like the hiccups. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. I just have a really hard time with, like, imaginative scale. I have a hard time describing it. Yeah. Okay, so... um. So we we should send these uh, recordings down to Kia and Caster so they know, and then we should make a plan. I think... I think we need to know for sure if this thing has a portal inside of it. Just like the other pre-gap places do. Mm, mm -hmm. I think uh, we're going to yeah. have to explore. Right. Fantastic. So you guys you guys are all together now. They've they've reached okay. the top. I'm gonna let's move forward a little bit. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. Such a story. I keep forgetting we have phones. You do have phones. It's Hello? True. But. Yeah, we do have I was like, what do you? Data pads. I, I have the hiccups. We've had a No, it's really funny because I literally was like, what do you think of that? And then everyone was just, I watched everyone just go. <laughs> just nod and <laughs> blink. Yeah, into their cameras. And I was like, hello. Help. Um, so I guess my question was, I think, I think we need to know if there's one of those uh, portal things in here. If this is a pre-gap facility, there's every chance it could be connected to the other pre-gap places we've visited on other planets. I agree. I mean, if we get some sort of entrance, when, when Castor and I were inside uh, downstairs, it seemed kind of, well, not good for humanoids, which is interesting. Like, walkways, OSHA would be all over this place. Oh, man. OSHA? Yeah, it's Sosha. It's space Sosha. Yes, Sosha. Mm -hmm. Um, so are we going to have a hard time getting around in there? Well, I'm just saying that it, it if we do meet something, uh, it, it might not be a, a, a human construct or a, a humanoid construct. Okay. Hmm. okay. All right. Well, um, I guess let's are are is everybody's um scanners like personal scanners and stuff still uh scrambled here it's 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 a little difficult to get scanned information okay. yeah well i think mm -hmm. we're going to have to do this the pre pre-gap way which is just to like go in and have a look with our eyeballs sounds mm. good great so when come on and she kicks the little droid down the stairs a little bit oh who's your friend this is this is uh uh, uh brianna brianna hello, hello. Breathe. She's magnetic. She definitely has a magnetic personality, I can already tell. I know these things. Stairs and Skidamander. Um, 
So by going inside, what do you mean? Uh, inside the structure? So the structure is less like a box room, right? And more like yeah. the structure is this tangle of wires and of mm. of of tubes. Right. Well, right. we could we could like go inside the silos and see what's in them. Like from the top, try and see if they're lids and look down. Totally. In, in fact, there's one right underneath you from where you're standing. Okay. Yeah. Does there seem to be some kind of like that I could like twist off there and look inside. Absolutely, is an re that you could try twist off and look inside. Absolutely, a porthole. That's what I'm looking for. Yield <laughs> porthole. Yield So you yeah. uh, put your back into grinding this thing open. It's like sealed with years and years of rust, but eventually. It co it goes like all at once, of course, with this massive, ugly sound, and then you're able to rotate it further and further before finally you open it up, and this smell wafts out. It's oh, it's this heavy metal smell, somewhere between like blood and gasoline and it smells so intensely that it like m makes you a little lightheaded as soon as you, yeah. you breathe it in <laughs> oh so I mean are we sold on this plan or I don't know if there's a portal in there we'd have to go down and see but it's very stinky is it a portal to a butthole <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, oh, I don't feel good. Okay, okay. We'll we'll Take just a step back. We'll 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 close it. We'll close this never happened. This and she closes <laughs> it. Yeah. No words. She says, dream. unless you want the sample Kia. No, I'm good. Um, I'm good. And, <laughs> and she like puts another filter in, into yeah. her little Kasathan mask. Yeah. 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 Okay. Say so everyone turns to look at Kia like, do you want one? <laughs> um, do you guys tell us that you sensed something bigger moving around down there? What was that question? Uh, Miles, Miles yes. said that you guys had the sense that there was yes. something. Which mm, area was that around. in? Um, it's like a, li a little bit on this on the left side of this thing, right uh -huh. facing seaward. On the left side is where you okay. heard the noises come from. So you guys could absolutely go hunting for that thing. Um, let me roll dice. How do you drink water backwards? <clears throat> oh, is it because of your hiccups? Yeah, someone in chat told me. Yeah, to. you gotta, you gotta like get upside down and do one of I those. Oh, it's the worst. You want to, you want to do it? We'll take time. We'll take time for this. I'm super uh, into watching uh, this. Um, <laughs> Like this? Yeah, but like drink all the top yeah. of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been able to master it. Yeah, you I've gotta never go doing great invert. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. Hold on, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> this is this is the content we were born to make. Oh. Yeah, just keep going. What? Just keep going. Yeah. Oh no, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Oh, oh, I see. I thought okay. Yeah. Did you do it? Yeah. Oh, that was a weird sensation. That's what you do. Wow, right, right guys! Chat? I'm not like crazy. that's the content you pay for, right? <laughs> no, it, but it's still here. <laughs> oh no! Oh. I'm sorry, Maybe friends. You gotta swallow while you're upside down. 
Push him. Let's push this. I want to try it again. This issue. Oh my god. So glad I popcorn. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll see if that works. You could also just try, you know, like breathing steadily. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> haven't haven't done that since nineteen ninety five, and Man, I'm nervous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can turn it off and on again. Okay. All right. I think we're good. Great. We'll take a shot at it. Thank you so much. I'm gonna clap again. So as you as you all stand on here and try to figure out exactly what your next step is, there's a I'm trying to figure out if it's a groan or a rumble. It's well, here here's how this manifests. Kia, you see that the sea is moving. Oh. It's like there's a tide washing in out as little waves ripple forward on the hyperbrine as mm. something moves deep beneath and then the luminescent top the surface begins to darken as a shadow rises from underneath oh man there is it grows larger and larger around and long until finally the crest of this thing splits the top of the brine, kind of chunkily pouring off the top of it. And this round form emerges with these two... They're almost like antlers, but they're much more like hands or arms and they spread out in these crystalline stretches leading out kind of broken and fractured one of them looks like it's cracked off somewhere deep below um there are little chunks of bone still left hanging on this crystal framework, right? And it keeps going, growing upwards and upwards until the majority of the body kind of almost centaur-like rises out before stretching backward into this long horse-like haft. And then the first hoof comes out, landing Ooh. slowly, almost delicately, right next to the mess of equipment on the right side. And it looks like its bottom is a cloven hoof. These two arced, um, um, uh, hard hooves, right? Um, that are pitch black all the way down, but surrounding it is this kind of, like, skin sheath that is, or it was skin at one time, it has now been preserved for so long deep underneath the hyperbrine that this mummified kind of flap of four fingers splats down, sending brine skittering across the ground. Two, you think their eyes. 
they look like eyes, but they don't have a slit in them or there's no iris. They're just bunches of tiny little bulbs peek out from like the middle of this thing's torso. I've got Dan. I did it. Um, it was when you said bulb that <laughs> didn't like that. Honestly, it's the handlers for me. <laughs> and it, as it, as it, reaches up, its leg pressing itself up, and another one extending out to land in a spot really close to the kingfisher, just barely delicately landing in between this tangle of maze. It makes a sound. This sound like... It's reminiscent of an elk's mating call, but it's much more mournful and longer. It lacks the shrill peaks, and where it, those would be, it is bass, and it rumbles through the entire ground and up the structure that you're standing on, and you can feel it as you stand, rumbling and vibrating this massive metal vat. Pia takes a picture. <laughs> she needs a picture. <laughs> like, she's almost drooling with excitement, like, looking at this just creature, this freak of nature like her. It's just brilliant. Uh, Amaruk is going to uh, kneel down, like, behind something hmm. and try to... Uh, get her shit together because this is terrifying <laughs> um and she says well what do you think friend or foe um well i'm not the best judge of character but no i think the answer is no <laughs> yeah Just no yeah no that no. that that animal is on a whole other level we're like eh, we're like a solid three that it's thing's a 47 it we, seems I, intelligent though it, it delicately put its feet down it didn't just trample down over the kingfisher it could have done that well most animals are intelligent in their own way i mean it could also delicately eat or squish us so the stink silo is looking a lot better i'm just saying what what do we what do we do it um, sways <laughs> gently to the right as you speak and one of its like the, the middle of it it's it's so dark that it's hard to make out exactly what parts of it are what but as it sways to the right a piece of it almost breaks away and an arm un almost unsheathes itself Ew. from the middle of the torso i don't these three kind of long almost reptilian fingers and it reaches down softly towards the ground, gracing the top of um, these, these tubes and this vine-like mess below before it grabs a chunk of it and just tears it up, bringing it up to its eye level, about uh, close to where you guys are standing, about 300 mm -hmm. feet up, right? Um, and seems to turn this mess of, of tubes over back and forth in front of it, examining it. That right there, 
is an intelligent creature. I want to talk to it so bad, but I also, we, we got stuff to do. We, we must, I, I, hmm. maybe, Kia, maybe it knows. Maybe it knows more about what's going on. About the shadow creature? Yes, maybe it was disturbed by the shadow creature's emergence, or maybe it's a part of it, but maybe this thing, maybe it will talk to us if we talk to it right. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot. It's, I, I would, oh my God, I'd love to talk to it, but I also don't want to get us eaten. But yeah, yeah, I, I say yay. Caster, thoughts, Jabby? Well, it seems like a gentle giant, doesn't it? Jebby, you seem to not agree. Well, I'm hesitant because, um, you know, you, Amaruk, are very big. Uh, You know, most, 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 no, no. And and in fact, I think you're just the perfect size. That, or in case they have very good hearing, this very impressive figure, and I kind of (laughs) look as I like peek out from behind the corner, like, okay, I don't think you can hear me. Uh, like, what if that's like the avatar of, of a god or something? Like, do we bring offerings? Is it like, do we live here now? What do I mean, we do? I talk with to this? God all the time. It's not that hard. <laughs> I'm not unpacking that right now. <laughs> but I mean, I don't want it to be mad at us. Maybe it knows something. Uh, oh boy, I guess. Well, wait, you can move the speed of light so you could just say hi and then if it gets bad, run away. Sure. And then she looks furtively at Kia and she's like, but I, I don't know if I'm the right person for this conversation. And uh, she looks at Kia again. You want to fly me up there? Sure. And maybe maybe yeah. we can see. Um, uh. Just... Jump on. You have many oh, arms. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, oh. Uh, sorry. Oh, God. Oh, it's oh, fine. Oh, my God. It's all, okay. it's all uh, very firm. It helps if you kind of like try and feel her center of gravity. Just kind of. Ew. Yeah. Not so, like that. So the wings extend and she says, no matter what happens, um, I think you have to take a risk sometime. And she flies into the air. <laughs> and Shoo. Kia screams. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Great. So you zip upwards, right? And as yeah. you do, it like clearly catches the eyes of yeah. this thing. Um, a million lids blink dryly. One of them like crumbles and falls away into <laughs> the ground. Yeah. Um, um, can dro- I cat? Oh. It, let me finish this. Yeah, and it yeah. drops this chunk of thing that it was examining, which just falls to the ground in this huge, dusty, crystalline explosion <laughs> down below. Yes, Kia. Um, never mind. I'm I'm gonna try something first, and then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, so I I ask Amaruk to kind of like get me to where its eyes are, so that we can look eye to eye. Um, yeah, because its she... eyes are in its torso, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How close do you want to be? The wind is just whipping across the fur and your face mask uh, as they as she like whips her uh, her wings and tries to hover. I don't know, uh, like, I don't know, uh, 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 four golden retrievers. That's 
Very close. Okay, okay. Uh, how about one, <laughs> one hoof length of this creature? Cool. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she flies about a hoof's length away from it. So fifteen sword lengths. If anybody is funny to me. We're worse than kings who would be like this horse is five my plus five feet. plus five hands high. My, oh my feet. Sixteen of my feet across. Um, we're worse yeah, than that. See it. Yeah. Um, um, great. So you you float in front of this thing, Kia. Um, I bow. I just do like a to try as well as I can mm -hmm. on Amaruk to like do a bow and make myself seem a little more subservient. Uh -huh. Um, and then without looking in its eyes, um because I know better, um, I say, uh, greetings. Uh, I, I'm Jaleskia, I'm and uh, I just wanted to say that you are a wonderful, wonderful creature. I, I've never seen the likes of you, and I would love if we could just talk. It says as the hand makes its way slowly away because it's further away than you have been yeah. towards you yeah no she's going to fly away from the hand <laughs> no touching please just to talk <laughs> so which direction are you flying away from my edification so i can get a clear picture of this okay so we were on the top of this silo and this thing was standing like long ways this way so i imagine or was it facing it was the facing silo? the silo yeah okay so she has flown to the right mm -hmm. of the silo, so it would be closer to his left hand. You're saying it's the right or the left hand moving? Um, it's it's whatever hand is closest to you. Okay, well, she would be moving away from that right. hand. Great. So you're dipping around, like dipping around the side of this thing, right? Yeah. Great. Fantastic. So you begin to move quickly, like dashing away, um, letting yeah. the letting the, the the heat and the air carry you around the side of this thing, and it like tracks its whole body, kind of shifting. You too on the vat see like these large, powerful legs behind it shift, chunk, 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 churning massive volumes of hyperbrine up onto the side of the of the lake, right? As it turns to try to face you, the hand mm -hmm. still just like chasing after you, extending its 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 third thumb finger reaching out towards you. Can I roll my insight check to try and see if it means us harm? Yes. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do that plus my side real influence. Uh, so it's that plus a d6. Okie doke. So first... First, here we... First, oh, God. <laughs> uh, sense motive, sorry. Insight is for D&D. &D. Sense motive. Boom plus... A D six. All right. That wasn't nice. bad. That was not twenty eight. Mm. You are a bug. Yeah. This thing is curious. Yeah. 
Um, she, uh, says, <laughs> Kia, like, <laughs> what? I don't think this is going well. It, um, why? I think it just wants to play with us and then maybe smoosh us. Oh, oh, yeah, no, we, we can't have that. Uh, that would be bad. Um, one second. Uh, and she closes her eyes and, like, shoots them open, and they're bright red, and this kind of flowing red, it's, it's like smoke kind yeah. of emanates around her form and kind of glitches in and out, uh, uh-huh. and she casts divine aspect on herself. Um, and every like inch of her skin that shows has this kind of sheen to it, this like red sheer uh, mist, this smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so she is a frightful presence and it seems to be a supernatural ability. Um, I'm doing this in order to make the monster of Wade. Right. Okay. Great. So the hand that's stretching after you, as soon as this like washes over you, right, kind of pulls back. And then begins to extend towards you slower than it was. Gently. Two probing fingers reaching out in your direction. Kia uh, reaches one of her hands out uh, and like tries to signal Put your hand out this way, palm up, like very gently, <laughs> as if I'm like. I, I also, know, I, I would also, I would also appreciate just like I don't want to be in a hand that can do this. I would like to be on a hand <laughs> like this. So I know that's I'm a being finger extended back up yeah. versus yeah. back of hand up versus do okay. like a bird Mine. or like yeah. a, a gerbil. That's, I don't that's want that, that sense, to happen right? to us. Yeah. face right now. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen Dex this worried. <laughs> yeah, we got to tell the podcast how oh, uh, yeah. we're shitting uh, our pants actively. I my hands have not left my face, <laughs> and I just I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid. A man is afraid. Okay, so I do bird hand gesture, and um, just gently. Uh, as if to say, do this. All right, great. It like uh, reaching out towards you and then pulls its hand back as soon as you does do that. Folds and extends the single finger towards you. So seeing that, Amaruk gives two mighty mm-hmm. hoofs of her uh, wings. She beats her wings and then... Uh, they, she flies them really fast. It's kind of shocking how fast she can move now. Uh, and she just carefully lands deftly on the finger and takes a knee so that Kia can stand by herself and she just stays kneeling beside her. Right. So as you land on this thing, the skin covering the hand has been mummified for so long and it's incredibly delicate. So you like settle into it. Yeah. And as you put your knee down on it, you like kind of collapse into it slightly, yeah. a little bit less gracefully than you would have hoped. And underneath, yeah. like feel something sharp, right? 
and then you're oh. aware of this powerful cold <gasps> that washes over you, this, like, instant sense of frostbite pulling up your knee. Um, I need you to take ten points of damage. Ow. As it freezes into your armor and into your leg. Um, Kia, you're a little bit lighter. You manage to rest on the edge of this as this thing pulls you gently closer towards you. And these various different eyes kind of like shift around, almost extending out from the sockets that they're in to look closer at you. And the sound of <laughs> echoes out across this area. Can I do some sort of mysticism check to see if this creature is radiating some sort of magical energy? You can make a detect magic spell. You remember that time I got rid of that spell and have so many regrets? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. At least one of you has it, but you can't do it this mo minute. I do have yes. a question. Yeah, Jabby. You, from our from this distance, can we hear that? Yeah. From the thing. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to cast comprehend languages just in case it's like saying stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Love that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So the the rumbling actually doesn't change in your understanding of it, Gabby. Mm -hmm. As you cast, cast Comprehend Languages, it seems to be some kind of... I want to minimize it, um, but some kind of bestial sound. Mm -hmm. right? um, there's intelligence behind it, for sure. Right? But I wouldn't call it language. Um, you... Oh, yeah. Kia, feel the cold from below you as well. And this thing's eyes are, are almost like probing at you. They're so close to you. As it pulls you closer and closer and closer. And you can see that this thing's face, if you can call it that, because it's more like eyes set in the middle of a torso, right? Almost a humanoid torso, now that you've had more time to look at it. Kind of stretching out from this this, this uh, 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 very, very goat or horse-like body. Um, it has on the edges of it these little crystals that are kind of almost like crying out from it, and you recognize the crystals as the ones that you found inside of the bones of the Sneasel, or the skull of the Sneasel, right? Oh. Yeah. Um, and as it gets a little bit closer to you in the movement of this thing, you can see more of the skin kind of fade away, and there's more crystal underneath it. And then you hear soft poo, 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 from up above. Um, and the thing kind of reels, pushing you both backwards. Uh, can I get yeah. acrobatics checks from both of you? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 14? Oof. What's our Amaruk doing? I'm okay, doing it. I look I'm like a it. god. 
I look like a god and I'm about to... Alright, 20. 20, beautiful. So you're fine, Amaruk. Kia, you tumble and fall, barely managing to grab onto part of this thing's desiccated skin, and it rips open, <gasps> tearing down, exposing the the bones of this thing that have been just, like, prodded through by batteries of this crystal. Yeah. And you're dangling down below this this finger just holding on to this little bit of skin and yeah. it pulls back looking up at the sky where any of the rest of you's eyes who aren't worried about Kia <laughs> uh, gravitate to. And up above you, there's about six spaceships. Huh. <gasps> that have entered the orbit, right? Kind of fallen out of the drift, it looks like, very, very close yeah. to planet, and are now descending downwards towards you. Okay. Uh, Amaruk is going to um, fly over towards Kia and offer, offer an arm, and she says, this thing is undead, Kia. I, I, I'm not saying all necromancers are bad, but I don't think we have time to debate it right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kia is, I think, as she's dangling, she's not as interested in saving herself, but in curing this creature that she's just hurt in her mind. Uh, and so she casts Mystic Cure on it. Great. What does Mystic Cure do? Um, it gives it HP. So it to me, it seems as if this creature is in pain or is being taken over by something. Cool. Cool, cool. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I need to look up a rule really, really quick. Okay. <laughs> is it whether a mystic cure can cure undead creatures? Yeah, in previous editions of 5e, cure spells did damage to undead creatures. <gasps> Is that that's not what I want to do! That's definitely not a thing here, but I also don't know if it can cure an undead. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Um, if the, the peanut gallery wants to speak up about this, maybe we'll, we'll change some of this. Um, here, 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 hold on. This spell can't resuscitate creatures <clears throat> slain by death effects, creatures turned into undead, or creatures whose bodies were destroyed, significantly mutilated, disintegrated, and so on. Oh, great. Cool. So it, it just has no So effect. it won't. Okay. <laughs> Can I retcon and save a spell slot or no? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think okay. that you would have known that. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I mean, the question is, Kia... Did you think that this thing was undead? Um, I don't. Well, I think she may have put it together as she was dangling, and Amaruk said, and "This she is pulled undead." The skin off, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's because she was she had full on star eyes for this beautiful monster. Great. So you 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 fall down, dangling on top of this thing, um, and as you do. Um, Amaruk, make me a perception check. 20. Great, great. I have to roll a dice. Something I should have done while you were rolling, but I'm, I'm slow. I'm slow. It's fine. Okay, great. 
So you, you, you are hanging down by the edge of this, right? Um, yeah. And looking up into the sky, you can see as these spaceships come closer and closer, it seems like they may have spotted you and this thing. You can spot just faintly on the side of them, the Klein Tech logo. Kia? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm dangling on some finger skin. Okay, she's gonna, because I, I don't want to, um, this is Anne speaking, Helena. Yes. Uh huh. I don't want to take any agency away from here, if, from you, but. Uh, you want to pick me up? I want, I wanted to, I'm, I remain offering my arm for you to join me. Oh, yeah. As yeah. sky friends. Oh Great. yeah, I'll, I'll be a okay. sky friend. Great. So okay. you like jump off the edge, your wings spread, and you swoop yeah. underneath, grabbing Kia off the bottom of this. Uh -huh. The piece, piece of the skin falls off and like disintegrates into this shimmering yeah. nothingness as you fly backwards towards the vat. Yeah. I, I yell back, I'm so sorry. Let's talk later. As you do, this thing like pulls its two front legs up out of the mess below you and moves around, pivoting before its, its feet land in these huge new craters in the sand and it takes off at a galloping run that shakes yeah. the ground underneath you. And as it runs, the metal underneath this vat begins to buckle and tumble downwards. Oh, no. Thank you so much for listening to Starfound. Once again, please leave us a like or a follow or whatever it is and a positive review wherever you are listening. And please head over to patreon.com starfoundpod in order to pledge to help support us and get some added benefits and a mess of extra Starfound content. And remember, you can tip in order to help or hinder the players at streamlabs.com slash hearthsingergames. Thank you again for listening and for your support, and we'll be back next week. See you soon, Starfam. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Music by Murder Sauce.